0: Welcome back to the episode. If you can't handle the heat, it's your main boy, the G Swizz in the house. To my left, me and Deutschland, my brother, Jokesy. Jokesy, how we doing? Wicked. I'm doing wicked, great. man. You got to make contact with the wicked. hand. I wicked, man. Wicked, man. Um, we watch a lot of Ollie G shows, so you're going to hear a lot of that throughout the show. We've got a banger for you guys, and all the way, of course, in the southernmost part of Europe, we have the Micah Ma. Micah, how we doing, brother?
1: Good brother, good brother.
0: Mike, I had a few big games. We're going to get into it in a second. Um, talk a little bit about the evolution of volleyball. But first, speaking about volleyball, I want to talk about our sponsors of this podcast, All Volleyball. Now, All Volleyball, what can I say? What what, what more can I say about them? First of all, congratulations. You did it. If you're listening, you're getting 20% off. We're paying you to shop at the number one volleyball retailer out there. Guess what? You did it 20% off. Use the promo code GWITTY for 20% off. Joe, show them what a GWITTY is. Can you get it really quick? Now, while I talk about this, I want Joe to GWITTY the whole time. While I talk about this, I want everybody to be Gwitting while using the promo code GWITTY for 20% off. Guess what? All volleyball is the number one volleyball retailer out there, like I said. Now, let's say you're about to go to nationals, right? Apparently, there's under... A little under a 1,000 teams going to AAU National. I saw that. Um, you need to look sick. Guess what? Because the jersey trading is hot. And you need to be the, have the je- best jerseys out there. And in order to do that, you need to get a new jersey. Let's be honest here. 90% of the jerseys out there aren't going to cut it. You're not going to trade anything. No one's going to want to trade with you. But guess what? All volleyball has customizable jerseys where you can go in and you convince your coach or you convince your club director to get new jerseys so you do get that sick jersey that you want. So you do have the poppin' jersey. So when you lay that bad boy out, guess what? Everyone's gonna be flocking to your station. And bam, you got yourself a trade, young man. Keep that in mind. National's just around the corner, and guess what? There's no better jerseys to make than with allvolleyball.com. Gwiddy, Joe, gwiddy. For 20 percent off, let's get in the show here. Uh, Joe, I want you to kind of kick things off here. The floor is
2: yours. Well, obviously, I, I think you mentioned it right at the beginning. We had a it was a big week for professional volleyball. Um, you seen on the college game, also a lot of uh, a lot of. Teams are starting to get headed into playoffs as well. Final matches before they get ready for the NCAA tournament. Um, but we're going to be focusing mostly on that uh, professional volleyball side this week. We had Champions League semis. Our own Mike Ma playing in uh, a tough match this week against Ustrembia. He also had a really big win. Our team watched it actually in the team hotel against uh, Fenerbahce last weekend. Uh, they pulled that one out. That was that was a battle. They were at fourteen twelve, I believe, at one point. Uh, A lot of emotion in the match. They pulled that one out. Then they went to Estrumbia in Poland. Uh, And unfortunately, uh, they didn't get the result that they needed to advance. They needed a 3-0, 3-1. I'll have Mike explain that briefly. But for anybody who doesn't know, on the other side of the uh, bracket was Zaxa Perugia. Zaxa 3-1 both matches against Perugia, who didn't lose a single match in the Italian League season all year. And now they're on the brink of relegation. No, they're not on the brink of relegation, but they're on the ropes this weekend uh, again against Milano. For anybody who keeps up with the professional world, uh, it's crazy to see kind of where Perugia's at when they've been so dominant uh, so long. So they got knocked out. Zaksa Ustronbia Champions League final, all Polish Plus Liga final, and uh, let's let's talk about really quick the significance of that. And Micah, I wanna I wanna give you the floor on this to speaking about where the Polish plus league is at in the world right now, especially since you were just uh, playing in that league last year, and then obviously competing against one of the top teams uh, just in the past couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I think um, something that stood out to me was at one point, um, a bunch of us were at dinner and trying to discuss like who the like best player in the world is because Perugia has been, not as dominant and um they're like who do you guys think the best player in the world is and i guess my comment was that it's not as important like anymore to have the best individual and like that it's now like becoming a lot of best players in best systems like within the system and how do they play within that system Kind of like a Greg Popovich esque, like form of volleyball, or like Bill Belichick-esque form of volleyball is kind of like um catching on and it's being led by the Polish, I would say. um you can see Italy's national team also plays really good team volleyball. So I would say that they they do it really well on the national team level. um but it's not like the NBA where it's LeBron. Kyrie, like, these stars, Curry, that can just go and, like, win games. They're, I mean, don't get me wrong. You need to have very talented players to, to win championships, to win the Champions League. Like, these play, these teams have the best players in the world. But it's – the evolution of volleyball is, like, becoming a much more team-oriented, system-oriented um, space. And I think that's why the Plus Liga is, like – such a strong league. I think that they do that better than a lot of other places. And the Italian league has the names and the stars, but uh, the plus league just plays so well as a team. Uh, their block and defense is just super disciplined. And then offensively, they have a lot of balance. And so they're also really tough to stop. Um, but yeah, I think the plus league is proving right now that. They're the strongest league it's I mean it's crazy to think that the Champions League final is between two teams that are third and fourth in a league like in their domestic league and you have two teams above them um that's pretty insane granted bed has made a huge difference for Zaxa and so they had a slower start and now with him they've they've found their groove but still for for them in Yostrombia to be third and fourth. And then in the Champions League, it's, like, pretty impressive.
2: Yeah, and I think you brought up a couple of good points there. And biggest thing I would say, too, is, like, you talk about in Italy, you know, all these clubs obviously um, just go after and sign the biggest names. Like, they'll sign, you know, Leon. They'll bring in the international big-name players and just pretty much throw them all onto a team and create, kind of like, these all-star teams. It's interesting now, like, you think about it with Italy being the world champion, how well they play together. Like, why aren't you PC- – like, you have some of the best players in the world. And t- they're a little bit spread out throughout the league. Why does the team just go in and bring in all the Italian top guys, like, into one club instead of going out and, you know, um, going in internationally? But at the same time – I think it
1: more- would be really hard because people – it would just be a huge bidding war because you technically need 3 Italians on the court. Mm-hmm. And so for one team to try and hog all the good Italians, I think it would be really different, difficult. No,
2: but I I think like a club like Perugia who has the money to spend on guys like they can outbid anybody.
1: Yeah, but then where does the rest of the league like who are the Italians playing for the other teams? I
2: I agree, but if you're that club, you're not really concerned about isn't that kind of what Trento's doing, though? Uh, they've done it in a small way. They, they still have other... They, I mean, they did have... G. They didn't do point. it,
1: though. They actually, yeah. like, had the players before that they kind of arrived on the scene. Yeah. But I... You know, like, they didn't of, go and get Micheleto and, like, okay, Lavia came, but for Modena yeah. after. But Micheletto's there. Yeah. No, I, I was telling...
2: I was on the phone call with somebody, like, two weeks ago. I'm like, if you're looking to, like, have a kid watch a volleyball match and learn like learning how to play volleyball and is interested in watching a professional match show them like a zoxy should be a match and just show like how clean um these teams play and it's just like it's such every like technical aspect they play with and there's like they're so good in coverage they're so good in making decisions in difficult situations uh second touch, like first and second touch is just at such a high level with those teams too, that they just create so many good opportunities. Um, and they play like both those teams play, uh, I I would say more Zox plays with a lot of undersized players in certain positions. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you said, they get like the most out of it. Um, and they play together for a long time. Now, some of those guys and, uh, it's, it's, it's really like enjoyable to watch. Um, and at the same time, uh you feel like just the Polish league is just so much I don't know, further ahead right now than the Italian just seeing how the Italian league has performed this year, I don't know. The Polish league, I think, at this point just has from from a team level, just has the higher level teams and the and the style in which they play, I think is a much more
1: uh much more like team oriented just uh design i would say so we can dive into that a little bit too like what that style looks like for people that aren't watching these games um i think block and deep also it's it's so interesting that like i don't know how many years ago they didn't have film and just like how important film is because their block and defense is if you if you're going to try and do something repeatedly they're going to like make strong adjustments and make you make you make a change you know and so i think that one they do that really well too there's like in block you'll like never see these guys making huge moves outside of their body um they get their feet there really well and they just go straight straight over and Almost all of their block touches are positive touches, um, and so that's another thing that's um, the discipline in their at their at the net, and then behind the net, like Libero's playing um, really far into the corner and like huge shifts, almost like baseball shifts, um, which is very interesting. I think to think about on high balls, um, and even in system. When Tony front row, they're able to get their Libro like past the corner even further into six and just scoop up so many balls like that. Um, And then offensively, like a ton of balance and a lot of like, yeah, a lot of tips, a lot of using the block, um, both for block out and for cover. I think that's like changing the game, obviously. We've talked about this before, but um, to say it again, like all if, if you're playing at the highest level and Leon goes for a bomb or Namir goes for a bomb, it's on the line. Somehow these guys are so good at like just do not give up aces. They sprawl out, get the ball in the air. It's like 50 feet off the net. Somebody's sprinting after it, chucks it to the net, like we've talked about in our clinics, or if you listen to us, they play like a nice recovery shot into the block. And now they're, they've are they taken Namir's bomb and given us no advantage. And now they're playing with a free ball. And then they stick the free ball because they don't make mistakes on those types of things. And they play middle pipe. Like they play a lot of middle pipe in transition. And you're like so all over the place that you're not able to like reset the block get really tight and so that's just an example of like and they did that a lot man like in Ankara, we served we served our best that was the best we've ever served and they just handled us by just popping the ball up giving no aces and then just being really smart and out of system and throwing junk around and scoring with junk and then when they needed to play into the block and just always covering. And I think they did that better than us. We we didn't also, we did some other things that weren't so great, but I think that's what showed for me at times was like, we were trying to power through their block and they were just so good in blocking defense. And then um, they were like managing the high balls really well. So I think that's, A huge evolution of volleyball is the block and cover. Um, And then the big shifts in defense and, like, watching film. And then speed, obviously, is always picking up Um, to the pins, using the pipe, different routes in the middle. I don't know. What do you guys think about, like, what stands out to you with the evolution of volleyball in the last few years?
2: The creating opportunities, like that whole thing in offense, is nobody does it better than France and Poland. Um, I think it. I think it started more in. Correct me if I'm wrong. Started more in France, and then obviously the Polish picked it up pretty quickly too, and they've gotten really good at throwing. Even you see, you even see it last night was Zoxa, like the throwing, like just cre- like their whole mindset is okay, like we're gonna create a better situation, like out of this, we're not gonna give the ball away. Um, something we talk about on our team, like stop just giving the ball away. Like you just a seventy percent shot off the top of the block. You know <laughs> that's that's unproductive rather than you know resetting the ball covering but the thing is like you said you can reset and recycle and there's a lot of teams who do that but the quality in their first touch after they do that is so important like you could just Mm -hmm. because you see it happen all the time recycle and you just end up in the same situation again because you just jack a ball like 15 feet off the net and it's like okay well then it was kind of almost not useless but it was like you know we got to do it again (laughs) and potential that um, and then in blocking, you know, I think I see this in the U.S. the most. The whole thing about reaching out of your body, uh, sticking hands all over and stuff. And it's like you watch the Italian team who's won the world Championship this year. You watch Polish. Uh, you watch Pol- the Polish League, the Post Liga. You watch like the best teams, uh, especially in Europe. Straight, disciplined, over the net. And you play defense behind that. It's way easier to play defense. when you're reaching into stuff like you don't know for your backcourt, they don't know where to step into because there's a different seam every single time, different angles. Straight over, avoid the block out, you know, really low like block out percentages and force the guys to hit good shots. Because I mean this is something I like I always say to our guys, like, dude, force this guy to have to hit a good shot every single time. I guarantee they'll hit it in the block. They'll make errors, like every even the best attackers in the world they're going to give they're going to give you a couple you see Leon last night like Zoxa, just call him hands and he's going to spike into the block a couple times it's like it's so hard to hit consistently good shot you don't need to like make miracle plays cuz once you do that then everything just starts scoring um and like that i but i see in the US like so it's taught so much like reaching out and like it would it would kill like our assistant coach who was from europe in college it would kill him because our uh, he would see coaches teaching this all over he's like well, this is not blocking this is just gambling like, you're not you're not what are you trying to accomplish by this and so I think watching these teams and block defense is a huge element especially with the evolution also of the offense like you know mm-hmm. the defense has to catch up to that too um and the first solution is uh, with all this throwing and off speed and recycles guys want to chase with their hands and try to do stuff and that's the worst possible thing you can do against that Like, be calm. Okay, if they recycle, they recycle. Um, Unless it's a clear situation where the ball is, like, under the net and stuff, then pull your damn hands. That's something
1: that I think also is, like, is going to be coming a lot more, is the evolution of, uh, like, blocking decision-making of pulling hands or not.
2: the outside for Zoxa is dirty at that because he's here. In Trento, they were, like,
1: yeah, in Trento, he was getting them a lot. I... Um, against Fenerbahce, the very very last point I say to Nimir and tell him I'm like, dude, I'm pulling my hands. I'm pulling my hands. I don't pull my hands. I need to get way better at this because I I like go really high, and then I try and like pull my hands like just to protect like the straight down ball that if like somebody has that you know like to protect straight down, but like so that the Out of bat, but I'm way higher than I think. (laughs) They always challenge, and I'm like, Jesus, why am I that high? I feel like I'm like barely jumping, and so I need to work on it. But we got we got lucky at um we got lucky on that point because he went over me. He was he was a really physical guy. No, it was the opposite that came in, and then also the same thing in against Jan in lube after like it was like 12 12 and i kind of like did my version of a terrible pull and luckily got he like missed my hands by like an inch but i think that that's coming as well and i think they're showing that like high hands is as high hands has gotten like used more and more and more i think now there's going to be a little bit of a counter to it dude it makes no sense to me why blockers like trying to read
2: i mean obviously i'm a short guy so i'm like uh, like maybe i just don't have that perspective but i'm like dude there's sometimes you don't even need to fully jump if they're spiking hitting that part of your hand the ball's not in the court
1: yeah i i have a really hard time with that too especially second line opposites like i hate that people jump high yeah like it's just you're giving them such a platform it's so hard to kill these balls like high ball from the second line From somewhere crazy. Like you just need to protect the court. Like get over like just your hands. Just don't allow
2: like the runway. Full speed straight ahead.
1: Yeah. Just get over your hands. Like triple block exactly how you were gonna do it. But don't freaking jump to this moon, please. That's his only that's his only solution is to hit block out. And if we're good behind, like on our block touches and our tips, we should be defending like more than half of those balls or more and these guys just bang high hands and i'm like why are we jumping so high and what like
2: for better description, so you guys can see like what mike and i are referring to is like just sealing the net like yeah i don't don't know for, for those people who are like teaching young kids and stuff blocking like difficult situations just sealing low on the net like directly over your right above the net and just don't allow the ball into the court down, like downward angle. If they can, if they spike deep, and that's where your defense. You need to train defense and be able to defend that ball. Yeah. But There's so yeah. There's and there's gonna be times
1: that there's guys that go over and yeah, like if you have the capability, then on those guys, if you know what they're doing, you just jump a little higher. But until they prove that they're going over and and in the court, I don't think that it's I don't think it's smart
2: yeah it's it's difficult to go over every like (laughs) people don't realize how hard it is to hit over in in like that's like it's your main shot maybe you'll get like one ball it's a nice location on a set oh there's
1: some guys though there's some guys especially in like club i can remember that there's some guys that are just going over because there's such a big discrepancy like such a big difference in some players and other players so physically yeah
2: I don't know, the, I still, at, like, even in club, it's difficult for those kids to hit the ball in the court. Over and in the court consistently is
1: tough. Trying to think of who's doing that. Sean Kelly, have you guys seen Sean Kelly play? Not the recently. Guy's that guy's going over going to USC or shot UCLA. Where's he going? Sean Kelly, baby. That's so also the biggest thing
2: for when when junior like, like you said, like people always ask us the biggest jump. I guess from juniors to college. I guess that would be like one of the big things. You're not really going over anybody in college, like like in like in club it's just like the physicality of players and stuff. Like and that's one thing I guess in Europe that they're teaching at such a young age is dealing with the block, playing with the block and like being comfortable to play with the block. Like in the US I feel like there's so much Oh, so much about avoiding avoiding it and like here people are just they use it. They understand how like to to get themselves out of difficult situations and they train that at a young age yeah, because they're also watching it over here too that's the biggest thing I think if you look at uh if you're watching like college volleyball you're starting to see more of it for sure but not at the same level that you're seeing it like over here in Europe yeah you're still seeing guys just try to blast through high balls and um and not being a little bit more creative i guess in those situations but i like 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 you said so many people you have to teach the coverage too the coverage is way just as important because i see so much teams can recycle and then they're not in a good situation after it
1: yeah and so that's where we we didn't cover very well all and night that's more I about being that, calm yeah yeah it is about being calm too like not and nice. expecting it and like but remaining calm i agree You see, just I think that's the
2: biggest thing you see there, just like the freak out. It's like, just even if you wait a little bit till the ball drops a little lower, like that's the biggest thing is people think they have to play the ball like when it's super, just let the ball fall a little bit and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, and they forget that sometimes. I don't think, geez, sorry. I don't think everyone has that skill though, too.
0: I think that uh, some people are just natural, so you say tweakers.
2: Yeah. Well, it's also position, it's like, I'm just going to call it as it is, like middle blockers who don't do a whole lot of like ball handling and that's not really like the primary job. You know, they're in the middle of a lot of coverages. Like they're, you know, they're on the net. And so their first job is to turn and cover. They don't get set. There's a lot of balls that fall in their lap. And, you know, teams like Zoxy, Strumbia, their middles are pretty effective in that. But also their liberos are, just read the hands really well. Like once you get used to it and stuff, you read the hands really well and you see how the ball's going to come off you anticipate it's one of the hardest.
1: I think it's one of the also with this style of play. What's hard about it is that it takes away like a lot of the wind out of your sails. Like you get a solid block and like they get a ridiculous cover and then reverse the flow and tip it and kill it. And you're just like, Oh, I was, I've wow. I thought we'd get that point. And then you get a bomb, a serve and they do what they do. And like, they frustrate you with like your service. They end up getting a kill with like this ridiculous tip, just like that just falls through the block. And you're like, and it's hard to like, keep your head, like keep your head. And we had to talk about that. Like after the first set, there's like, guys, you can't let these points bleed out. Like they're going to do things that frustrate us. And it's even worse when like, you're still frustrated and then they get another, and then they they get another. It's like, they're better at at us than this and we're not going to get better at it today. So when they do something that they're better at than us, like that's fine. We have to like move on to the next point. So I think also it's just frustrating. You can see it just suffocates a team. You're you're not getting easy things. And um, you make great plays and they kind of save it and can turn it into a positive for them. So yeah but yeah i think also another thing that i randomly thought of that's changed is serving i feel like the hybrid is being used a ton they had two two guys using it their setter who came in and clev and they both caused us a lot of problems um and so just the ability to do both and Clevno was able to like hit with a lot of speed, a jump serve, and then, like, hit a float serve that's really slow and that, like, falls off. And you're just going to be really far behind on that. And it's really difficult to, like, stick that pass because yeah. you're kind of dug in. And then last minute, he changes a float, but he's not driving his float where, like, it's landing in the same place that a jump serve would. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. that thing's falling down. So now, you're like, with your feet, you're trying to catch up to a ball. And I think it just it caused it caused us a lot of issues as well um and then yeah so that's another thing that i see
2: also if you want to come and learn more about all these things that we are speaking about today Mm -hmm. there's a few places you can come and that is our out of system volleyball camps this summer we have them in north carolina iowa and northern california this summer Check the link below. Sign up. They're going fast. Spots are going fast. We have a free coaches clinic as well. We're going to be talking about all these types of things um, as well as bringing in college coaches, professional athletes to come speak on their experience and learning about uh, all this different stuff in different systems. So again, please, we are stoked for our camp series this summer. Please go check the link in the bio. We hope to see you guys there. Um, Micah, a couple more things here before we wrap up. Uh, I wanted to to add another note onto the uh, transition phase as well, and uh, Mm. whether it's in coverage or whatever. And we're focusing a lot on this. And I think, guys, like, people all the time in transition feel like they need to, like, speed everything up. But the faster you play the first touch, the slower the second touch needs to be, I think, in transition typically Mm -hmm. Um, in most situations. And so I think a big thing, too, is, like, with coaches focusing on the coverage and the first touch and free balls stuff, play the ball high. And then from there, give everybody like the ability to get, like get on their routes. And I think transition is way more efficient and effective that way. And we've been experimenting with that a lot this week with our team. Um, but that's another aspect too, is like control. Like the first touch needs to be high and played with control. Uh, and then from there, then you can everything can be fast from from that point forward and aggressive. I'd say, I mean, there's there's definitely some situation you play the first ball fast and you kick it out and it's like with a connection with a certain guy, maybe it works out and then you throw it. But like in in general, in terms of like team offense, I think the best case getting allowing your middles to get off the net, play the ball high is a, such yeah. an important part of it too.
1: Um, yeah, I like that.
2: What what do you what do you think? I think we've talked about this several times before, but kind of you know close now everything wrapping up um the points that we spoke about today what do you think are a few things that you've seen that just doesn't exist in american uh junior like development i would say that or doesn't get taught at all mm. or spoken about enough maybe maybe not at all but just not spoken about enough It's okay, it's okay to, for Gage
1: to answer, too. Honestly, on the boys' side, fundamentals. Like, I think that's why my club team was so successful is that because no, we kind of played, honestly, a very similar style to, like, what these Polish teams are playing because we were undersized and just super fundamental. And uh, we would play into the block a decent amount um, and, like, play smart and hit the corners and, like, not a lot of macho kind of stuff, which I think a lot of boys volleyball becomes about <laughs> like <laughs> hammering the ball and like this, just this game of physicality. So I think fundamentals cover off speed attacking. That's what stands out to me.
2: And we've said that before. Is like, if you watch like even professional volleyball, you're like, I feel like there's a lot of players too that like, you know, still like every day can you could benefit from a lot of like fundamental developmental work and they didn't go through like type of training. Even like for Gage and I, like from our experience too, that was something that our dad is always it's like just the super basics and just a high amount of reps when we were kids on all that stuff. Um uh, in 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 a little bit different way too because we i think we grew up with a lot of um like our teams in general had more physicality than like micah's what i mean physicality just like height and like size and stuff Mm -hmm. and so it was like different players and we would have guys come in for like a year or two and they'd just be these like big athletes and it's like okay like developing their skill they they were always behind like on the developmental like fundamental aspect of things and so um from a young age i think you see like those kids who develop those skills in the long run um they benefit and i think it's important to teach this is one thing my dad always talked about teaching stuff that they're gonna need to be able to do later on rather than like what benefits them there in the short term you know what i mean hmm. i don't know if that makes sense like my dad was always big on that in terms of, like, systems and just mechanic stuff. Like, yeah, you could change things. Uh, and I'm trying to think of an example, but I, I just remember him speaking a lot about that and I, uh, in the, in talking about, like, make sure you're teaching stuff that, like, helps them in the long run. I think that's super important.
1: But I think also there's a progression. Like, for example, like, we, we didn't even learn how to hit, like, short diagonal until 16 17's year also like we didn't play six on six so like a lot of our stuff was really broken down and like so when we learned how to spike short diagonals just in hitting lines they start they finally like allowed it because it wasn't like allowed um and so i remember like 16's year we came and uh, our assistant coach was like all right we're unlocking a new shot and we're just like, wow, this is crazy. And he's like, all right, you're going to try and hit like short diagonal around like three meters. And I remember like at first two, we could do it really easily. Evan could do it. I couldn't do it. Cause I had just trained like my whole life just hitting to the corner. And it was just like a little bit more like around the ball, you know? And I couldn't get this like straight action. And, um, he's like, you just got to, like, picture it, like, think of it as, like, because I was scared that they would see me, and, like, I was so used to hitting long that they would block me. And he's just, like, you just got to picture, it, like, you go over a few times, and they're going to be reaching a little bit, like, and you've got to, like, just beat them underneath. got to beat them underneath. And I was, like, I just remember being so, like oof, I really don't want to get blocked straight down. This seems so risky. I'd rather just high corners.
2: That's a good point, though, because even professionally I see this. Like, yeah, there's a time to hit sharp cross, but understanding the time when to do that stuff is so important too. Like, understanding, like, what situation, what you're going to have. And I think guys, like, have the angles, but the sharp cross is, like, very specific times when – when you try to utilize that. But for the most part, spike deep. Just deep. Into the but corner. that was
1: like a progression. Like, you know, like, and if your fundamentals are there, whew, you can teach things so easily. Just like, you just like, hey, spike it there. And the guy can just put the ball where he needs to put it.
0: This is true. This is true. This is the way. And before we wrap up here, boys, I just want to give another shout to allvolleyball.com. Number one volleyball retailer. As I said before, nationals. It's coming up. And if you want to have the swaggist jerseys, huh? Yeah, swaggist jerseys, swaggist gear out there. Guess what? Also, you can do with a thousand other teams. Yes, Micah.
1: Also for all volleyball, I saw that they have a block simulator. And my sister recently became a coach. And she's like, hey, what do you want? And I was like, I think you should get. She's like, we don't have a block simulator at all. I'm like, well, you need that. Like every club overseas has that. Like before even the setting nets, you should have that somebody can catch the sets but like you need you can't have people jumping every single time to try and play block hover and so I saw them on there if you don't have them if you're a club and you want to start being successful and training kids to be able to succeed in college and overseas get your block simulators on all volleyball with the code GWITTY
0: for twenty percent off, exactly. Is Gwiddy G
1: W I D D Y?
0: Yeah, Gwitty. Gwiddy G W I D D Y. It's little. have it written below here. Li- right. What do we? If you, what do we want to be the best? You had to hit the, the Gwiddy with twenty percent off Of football.com. dot com. Um, but like I said, doesn't matter what fast of the game you're interested in, they got it. So don't you worry about that link in the bio. Twenty percent off. Use a promo code Gwiddy. Boys, always a pleasure hopping on with you guys. Micah, like I said, good luck at the rest of the season. You'll be seeing a lot more coverage of him as we send Faina, our lovely social media gal, to Turkey. Eh?
2: We're gonna we're gonna be posting up all the links. We have semifinals start next Wednesday at home on Spontent Twitch. We'll be posting all the links for all the matches. Mike is getting ready for the Cup Finals, uh, playoffs. Everything's gonna be kind of hey coming ass. to an end here. So pay attention to our Instagram. The wonderful Faina Zang be- And just remember, if you can't handle the heat. Got the damn kitchen. This has been another episode presented by allvoidable.com.